On today's episode of the Impact Academy podcast, I sit down with functional health coach Carrie Lockham. Carrie shares her story of how she became a functional health coach, including her personal experiences with health issues herself and with her daughter. Carrie's passion for helping others find solutions to health issues is inspiring, and her insights into the world of functional health coaching are invaluable. This is an episode that should not be missed by anyone who is struggling with their own health issues or seeking ways to help others. Thanks for listening. My name is Kyle Norman, and I'm here to make an impact on your fitness, your nutrition, your mindset, and your life. This is the Impact Academy Podcast. All right, so we are live. Guys, welcome. It's episode number 12 on the Impact Academy podcast. I am sitting here with Carrie Lockham, functional health coach. And if you don't know what that is, she's going to tell you. So, um, yeah, Carrie, welcome for coming out, or thank you for coming out to my house. Um, I will apologize to you guys right away. Um, my kids and dog are in the house, and you might hear some screaming and yelling. So if you do, that's just life. Um, so okay, again, welcome. So functional health coach. Well, let's let's kind of start back at the beginning. But what is your background? So start from day one. Where My are you background from? in yeah. Oh, um, I'm from Colorado. Okay. And thank you for having me today. Yeah. Sure. From Colorado, moved to Minnesota maybe 10 years ago. For what? My husband's job. Okay. Nice. Yes, and two kids, grandbaby. Oh, that's exciting. Yes, very. Um, new or how, She's how old three. is she? Oh, three. Okay. Yeah. Nice. How's that going? Great. Love it? Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Love it so much. Nice. Good, good. So, And just one? Yep. Okay. Cool. Is is uh, is your daughter local? So no, she lives in Virginia. Okay. We did live there for a couple of years, so she moved back there. Yep. For the boy. Okay. And oh, now sure. they're married and beautiful baby girl. Do you get to see her once in a while or every so often? Yeah, we try to see them like every three months. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Good. Good. All right. And then what? And my younger daughter is in college at UND. Okay. Her first year studying pre-med. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Go Fighting Hawks. Is that who it is now? Fighting Hawks? Yes. Or the Sioux? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And then you, functional health coach. So you work online. Do you work one-on-one in, in person? How does that work? I can do both. Okay. I do a lot online. I think it's easier for people nowadays, since things are easier to be online. Mm-hmm. There are there is a program that I do that I do a lot of remote because I even do people from other states, okay. and it's fine. We don't I don't need to see them. Um, if I need to see them, if I want to meet them face to face, and they're out of state, we can Zoom, obviously, or. We can meet face to face. Some people want to, and I'm fine with that. Um, there isn't anything that I do that I need to see them face to face. We can do things over Zoom, or um, if they want to meet, though, I absolutely will. 
Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. Like, when I was a trainer, obviously you'd meet, well, I still am a trainer, but when I trained in person, right, you'd, you'd meet someone, you'd work with them, you know, on their exercise technique or whatever in the gym, and then they kind of go off on their own. You know, with the online stuff, you can do so much more, I think. You know, you can reach so much, well, so many more people, first of all, right? You're not limited right. to who's coming to your gym or who's coming to your office. Um, but you can use so many different software to track their their meals, their exercise, yeah. you know, all a bunch of different metrics. You have all this data than just, you know, working with them in a gym. And you, you obviously do that in a gym too, but, you know, living the life of a in in the gym trainer it's very busy right you're going from one client to the next you don't have a lot of time to do the extra paperwork unless it's at home you know but yeah i think doing the online thing what you're doing um and, and what i'm doing as far as online coaching it it makes things a lot easier a lot more effective i agree um so how did you get starting started um as a functional health coach so I grew up with a lot of my own stomach issues, GI issues, all my life. Um, Even my first endoscopy was at nine years old. Mm -hmm. That's how horrible things were for me, even as a child. Didn't eat much ever at home, at school. I was always the last one at the table because I couldn't eat. Yeah. And there was nothing structurally wrong with me, so the doctors would say she's fine. Um, as I just a picky eater or something. Yes, like that, right? Yeah. right. As I became a teenager, then I had other issues like really inflammatory acne, mm. and um, that was really hard to get under control. Not really knowing the root cause of what was driving it. Yep. And again, just doctors treating symptoms. Giving you a prescription, acne yes. meds, maybe. Yep. yep. Never worked. Worked a tiny bit, but sure. um, struggled with that a lot. Um, I remember in high school walking around with a box of Maalox or a bottle of Maalox because yeah. I needed something to just make me feel better. Just in an, mm-hmm. It was very temporary, but um, I can't believe that I had that all the time, but it helped then. But as I got older, um, I decided I wanted to find out for myself what's really it was about my skin. Is sure. I kind of got used to the, the stomach pain. Yep. But now I want to figure out my skin. So I put myself on a diet of soy free, dairy free, sugar free. Um, I just ate really basic chicken, vegetables, just rice. kind of ditching all the, you know, Hallmark the, yes. inflammatory foods. Right. Yep. And at the at, time. At what age was that? Uh, my late 20s. Late 20s? Okay. Yes. So it was a bulk of my life that I suffered with all of that. And my skin cleared up because exactly I mm-hmm. took the inflammatory foods out of my diet. I didn't realize that's what was driving it, but my skin cleared up. But also for the first time in my life, my stomach stopped hurting. Oh, so you're like, whoa, what? What's going on here? That's a bonus. (laughs) I didn't think it would ever stop. I learned to live with it. So now what do I do? I didn't have really, um, I wasn't working with the right practitioner that would guide me and what to do next. I did get some testing done, um, allergy with an allergist. I get some allergy testing done. It did, Mm -hmm. did give some really great information on foods I was allergic to. Okay. But what, what were those? Soy. Mm-hmm. and potatoes oh. which were would 
so there's many different kinds of potatoes. Was it all potatoes, or was it a certain like was it yellow, white, red, white potatoes? White potatoes. Okay. I I'm kind of okay with red. I can do sweet potatoes, but mm -hmm. more white potatoes, and that was a staple in my life growing right. up. Right. Yeah. And you know, and as a teenager, I ate French fries. Sure. And I had, I had no idea. Yep. So, um, removed the things that were inflammatory then. But at that point, I had destroyed my gut so completely that I had a list of food sensitivities mm -hmm. that that test didn't show. Sure. Um, and not even knowing where to go with that. Uh, but as my kids were having similar issues, I decided I needed to dig it a little bit deeper into as much as I possibly could. I didn't have the right resources at the time. Yep. But my and So what year was this about? So... My, when my younger daughter was having, so she was born 2002. Okay. So when she was nine, um, she was having some pretty severe stomach issues too. And so uh, 2011, 2012, yep. something? Okay. Yes, okay. she was fourth grade. And I took her to the pediatrician, to the emergency room, even um, the gastro specialist, and yep. same thing. They're treating. You said she was having similar issues that you had when you were younger. Yep. Okay. Pain, stomach pain. Yeah. And um, she stopped eating. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, the but they were treating symptoms. Yep. Same thing. Yep. I took her to a functional medicine doctor by referral from somebody else that my husband worked with yep. and um, he treated her for food sensitivities. And I didn't realize at the time, well, that's different. Yeah, Isn't that the same as allergies? No, it's different. Yep. So uh, put her on the right diet for her, uh, eliminating the things that she showed sensitive to. Was that similar to what you had, your food sensitivities, or was it some different stuff? Uh, different. Okay. She had a problem with wheat mm. um, I didn't okay. I I eventually did but once I um, had destroyed my gut so so much kind of I was um, reacting to everything um, but that wasn't the the driver for her sure. wheat was the driver for her but it same for her at this point she was reacting to so many things mm -hmm. so she had to at nine years old go on gluten-free dairy-free sugar-free obviously soy-free diet which hard. anybody who has a nine-year-old know how impossible that would be very yeah. you know birthday parties have pizza and cake and it was yeah or just telling the kid you can't have you know fruit loops you know right. or like the fun cereal yep so it was a tough tough diet but she got better mm -hmm. also uh, put probiotics and I didn't think about giving my child probiotics um, really important we should all give our children probiotics I think yep. but um, she got better and do you know that year that we had her on that diet she never once saw the pediatrician for anything she never got a cold nothing no sniffles no cough yeah. she was so healthy and uh, that just goes to show that the proper diet really helps our immune system and mm -hmm. so she got better and that was when I decided that I loved functional medicine what is this I need to know more about it yeah. I studied it as a hobby and um, at that point I had more resources you know sure. the internet and at the, you know I could research a lot more I was reading books and mm -hmm. 
then I decided to go to school for functional medicine. Okay. So going back to the functional doc that you guys saw, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know how prevalent functional doctors were back then. Um, I think they're getting more traction now. Yes. Um, but was it hard to find? You had the referral, but did you look for anybody before Very that? Very hard to find. Sure. I had, well, I didn't have any reference point. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that I couldn't get these sort of answers from a regular pediatrician. Yeah. And I'm not in any way saying allopathic medicine is the wrong route. It's mm-hmm. very important. But I think doctors don't always have time to right. dig and dig and dig and walk alongside of their patient. You know, that's why I love being a health coach is because I want to help people that need to be their hand held a little bit. Yeah. You know, let's peel back the layers of the onion to figure out exactly mm-hmm. what's driving this, exactly. not treating the symptom. Yep. Um, so you started studying, um, and when, when did you decide to become a health coach? 2020. 2020. Okay. So you saw the benefits. It worked for you, worked for your daughter. Um, so then there's some, you know, self-study time in there probably somewhere. Um, so then 2020, is there a lot of, I there probably was in 2020 versus 2011, but is there a lot of programs out there to get certified as a functional health coach? Now, yes, okay. there are. Is there, so like training or personal training, there's many different organizations. You know, there's ACE, there's NASM, there's NSCA. Is there many different organizations for functional health or is there one umbrella that covers different areas? And depending on how far you want to go with it, if you wanted to be, you know, functional medicine doctor would mm-hmm. be different than if you want to be health coach. Sure. So, and I, my first program, just getting my certification in health coach, mm-hmm. really um, limited me on scope of practice. Yep. Like I, there were things that I couldn't do. I was held back from doing that I didn't feel like I was. This isn't. I want to be able to do more. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the second program I went into was called School of Applied Functional Medicine, okay. where my training and my certifications allow me to be able to order functional testing, read functional testing, mm-hmm. and do a lot more than what I could with my original certification. Yeah. So in the training world, if you're not a nutritionist or registered dietitian, you can't um, program diets that will help a certain condition, right? So I could go out there and say, hey, I see you have type 2 diabetes. Here's a meal plan for you that's going to cure your diabetes, right? So with you, you know, somebody might have like a, you know, like, like you had some, you know, stomach issues, right? How do you work with that person without necessarily saying that here's what I'm going to do for you that's going to cure? Right that issue. Yes, and we're um, not using the words cure and heal Mm -hmm. and same, but I have a lot of resources that I can give them handouts, um, things that I've written in my blogs that I get from uh, my school program that are amazingly helpful and um, resources if I need. I can, um, I have a large, 
network of people that if I need something beyond what my scope is, I can mm. refer to yep. a nurse practitioner or yep. something like that. Mm. Say they need help with their thyroid. I can't prescribe yep. medicine and I can't, I can say, here's all the information about thyroid. This is how you nourish it. This is how you take care of your body. But when it comes to medication, I need to refer yep. them out. Yep. So you would see if they had an issue with their thyroid, would you see that in like the testing? Would you see it in maybe their symptoms? Or how would you kind of determine symptoms where and to go? Okay. Yes, there is absolutely testing, but what I find is uh, just regular blood work that comes from your physical that you get once a year yep. tests a very small amount of thyroid, yep. uh, TSH. TSH is not the whole picture at all, and a lot of thyroid problems get missed. Even mm -hmm. autoimmune thyroid gets missed for so many years because they're not testing everything, and uh, people don't know to ask for the right test. Sure. And unless there is a blaring symptom, I, the doctors don't go there, unfortunately. So mm -hmm. I love to tell people, this is what I want you to ask for the next time you go to the doctor along with your CBC and your metabolic panel that they run anyway, yep. ask for these markers. Okay. And if they ask, they do it. I've never had them come back and say the doctor said no. Sure, sure. I'll give them a list. And, and then have you found, you know, in a specific case where you asked for those specific tests and then they did find something yes. and be like, okay, now we gotta work on this. Yes, right? absolutely. Okay, cool. Yep. Nice. Yeah, going back to, um, just, you know, family practitioners in general, uh, we had an experience with my son who's just getting uh, lots of ear infections. He was like two or so, had some like issues with milk. Yep. So we took milk away, right? Seemed to help a little bit, still getting ear infections. He ended up in the ER a few times for like just labor breathing um, when he'd get a cold and stuff. So actually, and I had this lady on the podcast a few weeks ago, a few months ago now, um, a chiropractor friend of mine who specializes in pediatric chiropractic. She was working out at a gym I was at, and she was talking about what she did. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll bring my, my son, see what you can do with him. Um, so she did her scan, found out that, you know, I'm going to butcher this, but a few um, nerves were impeded or, or weren't firing correctly, so she met with him for like two, two or three months or so. Um, adjustments two times a week and no ear infections since. Oh, great. Yeah, so no ear infections, um, no, he hasn't ended up in the ER for any labor breathing. Um, he still get, will get a little like coughs here and there, like more than usual if he gets a cold, so we'll put him on like the nebulizer and stuff. But going back to the pediatrician, they'd be like, oh, your infection, here's your, you know, antibiotics. Yes. Right? So they take that. Now his gut's all messed up because he just killed all his good gut biome. Right. So she was, pro she was proactive enough to give us probiotics, you know. So, um, but going back to what you said about just kind of putting a Band-Aid on things, right? Yes. Just treating the symptoms, you know. If we were to keep doing that, he'd get tubes. You know, if he was keep getting them, keep getting antibiotics. Now his gut's all messed up, right. and then it leads to other issues. Yes, you know. So, so yeah, what you do, and as far as like finding the root cause, 
you know, hopefully you do that and it eliminates the issue, right? Because right. some of the medications out there now will treat one thing, treat the symptom, but then give you more Cause symptoms. Cause another problem. Right, exactly, yes. exactly. Um, so the, the tests you order or give, what do those all include and what's the process of that? There are a few functional tests that I really love. Uh, de and depending on the person's symptoms, dictates what test I will order for them. Okay. I, um, if somebody's having GI issues and they're complaining of the typical GI symptoms, you know, GERD, yep. heartburn, bloating, uh, pain, or other, um, you know, constipation, diarrhea sure. sort of things, yep. and we look at the gut. We need to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I need more information than my stomach hurts or, and sometimes yep. when um, someone comes to me with even skin conditions, you know, acne, uh, psoriasis, eczema, yep. I absolutely want to look at the gut too because it all starts there. Autoimmune mm -hmm. also starts there. Yep. So uh, GI map is the one that I love. It gives a great look at the microbes that are in your gut. If something's overgrown, if you have uh, pathogens, mm -hmm. Maybe or parasites, worms, things like that. It also shows um, if you're having a reaction to gluten. Okay. It will show. There's a marker that shows your uh, immune system, how your immune system is acting, if it's able to even kill all these pathogens or not. Because sure. sometimes that's the problem. The immune system is so low, your body can't fight these things off. Yeah. So it shows that. And um, also, oh, pancreatic function. If uh, what, if you're having, if I can see if there's hypochlorhydria, which mm -hmm. is low stomach acid. Yep. I can see if there's not enough pancreatic enzymes or something wrong with the bile, and piece together my, what might be going on for this person. And sometimes it's a really easy fix. Sure. And sometimes it's a little more. I haven't seen it a lot. I see generally the same things over and over again and okay. pretty easy to be treated. Um, is that just like a blood test then or what's the, the process of that test? The GI test is a stool test. Okay. So what I love about functional testing too is I can order these tests and people do them at home. Yep. They get the test delivered to their house, they do the test and they send it in. And so um, super easy. these sort of things get tested right away. Mm -hmm. It's a week turnaround because okay. these samples can't be sitting around. Sure. Yep. But the other two tests that I like a lot are urine. So okay. um, a lot easier to do. Yep. And I love the organic acid test because, and this might be something that um, your clients might love, is it gives uh, the measurement of what's going on with metabolism. So how your body is using macros, you know, yep. the protein, carbs, and fat that you're bringing in and how it's turning it into energy, which mm -hmm. is ATP, which is energy. Yep. So if you're lacking in certain nutrients, that system doesn't work well. Mm -hmm. And your mitochondria is not working well. And so you're not able to use those macronutrients as energy and then your body's storing them as fat. Yep. And people get stuck in that weight loss resistance and this really shows why. Where's the backup? What's really happening? Yeah, so it's something along the lines of if, if, you're, if a client is hitting on their macros, they're working out, 
you know, it's two, three weeks, nothing's happening, right? right? There's other things you can look at Mm -hmm. that might be affecting the weight loss and the energy um, consumption. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's super interesting. And probably things that 85% of people don't know that they could do and that could help them. So it's good to get the info out there. And that test also will check all of your B vitamin levels, your amino acid levels, which are imperative to how your body works, how it functions properly. But also it shows um, some neurotransmitters, Mm. um, how your body is uh, using your neurotransmitters, how it's, um, it can show if there's inflammation in the gut versus in the brain. Okay. And people are having symptoms, you know, depression and anxiety, and they think that's their diagnosis. That's not a diagnosis. That's a symptom. Yeah. But why? Let's dig in a little bit and find out why. And I love this test for that because I could get a really clear picture of what's going on inside of somebody's body. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if it shows gut inflammation, obviously then now I need to probably run a GI map test and see, look deeper into the gut. Yeah. But um, at least it gives me a direction where to go from that point. Sure. Yeah. That's good. So you would order these tests and then get sent to the home. They send them out. Roughly, how much is is each test? Usually, those tests run around three hundred dollars. Okay. If you have an HSA, you can pay for it with your HSA. Yep. And then my fee usually to read them. Sure. It depends on how many that we do. Yep. Okay. But I mean, probably a pretty good investment. Yes. You know, because versus taking medication or going to the doctor right, well, and starting okay. that cycle. Exactly. Right. Yes. You and know, if you I mean, can if you're find not, out, sorry, what's no, the breakdown of why my, why do I have this dis-ease dynamic going on mm-hmm. before it turns into a diagnosable disease? Yeah. The diagnosable disease is where the expense comes in. Right. Like you said, medication, more doctor's appointments and mm-hmm. feeling terrible Let's catch it before it gets there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about preventing, you know, yes. disease, trying to stay off medication of any sort, you know, trying to figure out what's wrong, what's going on, um, so you don't start that, that that cycle. But so once you get the test back, you kind of look at the, the different markers and you read it and do your assessment. What's kind of the next step for you as far as regards to the client goes? I like to have people on a program Three months is usually what works best for people so that I can have time for uh, the test results to come back and then uh, figure out a protocol for them. Let's start here. Let's add this. Let's Mm -hmm. remove this and give them some time to implement that and then check in with them in a couple of weeks, see how they're feeling, see what changes we need to make Mm -hmm. and just walk alongside them. And the longer I spend with people, the more... Uh, pieces of that puzzle that I get. Yep. And I, there's no way spending uh, 15 minutes in an office with somebody is going to tell you all of those d- details that I learn about somebody yep. having a program with them for three months and just helping them because these tools that they learn from this time, this three month program with me, are things that they can carry on through the rest of their life. Sure. Yeah fixing the problem that's going to come back. This is teaching them, this is the way that I need to make lifestyle changes Mm -hmm. in 
what I'm eating, my mindset, how I'm moving my body, mm-hmm. you know, so that they can stay optimally healthy really for the rest of their life. These things you prescribe after reading their assessment, um, what what are some common things you, you do? Is it is it more nutrition? Is it more like like mindset you said, like maybe stress reduction or better sleep? Or is it kind of all that all, holistic approach? All, and I find that even if somebody has uh, cut and dry, this is what's going on in your gut, that's not gonna get better if their adrenal function isn't good, if they're really, really stressed out and they've mm-hmm. got lots of cortisol and um, that's gonna kind of ruin everything that we're working so hard on. So I address all of it. Let's talk about your sleep. Let's mm-hmm. get you sleeping well. Let's talk about your stress and let's get some mindfulness techniques going. And there's a few things that I really love to help with anxiety and um, as far as mindfulness techniques yeah. that they, people can just do at the beginning of their day. And then when these are in place, now our, you know, now your body's gonna heal so much better. You can't heal when all of that other stuff isn't part of that. Yeah, for sure. And some of that stuff, it's it's hard to get people to do, one, because it takes time. Yeah. They don't see results right away. Right. Two, it's not cool or sexy. It's not like you're doing push-ups, you're, you're running, right? It's these little things like, oh, I'm going to just be meditating for five minutes. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's kind of hard to get some people to do this. Um, so hopefully, you know, you saying it, me – and other health professionals get that information out there so people are like, oh, maybe this can make a difference. Yes, you know? it matters. So um, what are some things you see, like in some common things you see, let's say um, when it comes to gut health, what is kind of some common, not say triggers, but things that people are doing to their bodies, but then you try and change afterwards. Like, is it eating a lot of like wheat or is it, is it more like stress or what would you say is kind of the most common thing? So the first place I go is let's talk about your diet. What are you eating? Getting inflammatory oils out of their diet first and foremost. I don't always go after gluten. I, I think most people would benefit from not eating gluten because it can tear up your gut, but not mm-hmm. everyone has a sensitive to sensitivity to it. But um, everyone needs to remove inflammatory oils from their diet. Yeah. And those would be like seed oils. Yes. Like grape seed oils and yes. grape seed and uh, cotton seed. I don't even know what other oils are out there. Yes, soybean oil and uh, vegetable oil, even canola oil. I just tell people mm-hmm. avocado oil. Um, Olive oil and coconut oil is the only oils that should even be in your house. Don't even buy the other ones. Yep. Um, when it comes to, it's a little bit off topic, but when it comes to butter, right? Mm-hmm. So grass-fed obviously is probably ideal, yep. right? So if you're to choose grass-fed over regular butter, what what is the difference? Does that well, make sense? Sure, okay. and I think what people don't understand too is when you're eating animal products, you're eating what the animal's eating. Sure. So if you're sensitive to wheat and soy, um, the cow is fed that. Yep. They're, they feed them wheat and soy. So that's in the butter. The regular butter, not the, not the grass-fed butter. 
Right. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. So that's in the meat that you're eating potentially, or yes. Yeah, so grass-fed butter, that would be the difference. Yeah. So it's as clean as it can be. And I'm a fan of butter. I think mm -hmm. it's great. Yeah. Cool. So oils, what's kind of the next culprit? Um, sometimes dairy. I think people don't realize they have a dairy problem. Yeah. And grains it, it sure. sometimes people have a problem with corn and don't realize and um, by the way corn is not a vegetable and um, it's not doesn't count as something nutritious for yep. you so um, but a lot of times people do have a problem with wheat mm -hmm. so eliminate the best thing to do then you don't have to pay for all of this expensive testing if you just do an elimination yep. diet let's take everything out and give you um, time for your gut to heal, for your immune system to calm down, and mm -hmm. then we add things back one by one and see. So if you did an elimination diet, what would be some of the things, one, you take out, probably I'm guessing dairy, wheat, sugar, yep. you know, those oils, oils you talked about, but what would some things be that you would keep in there? Vegetables, so many vegetables. So just super clean vegetables, yep. any sort of like, Fruits, so I know um, tomatoes, the lysine, I think it is. Um, is that really an inflammatory It can food, be. Or is it just dependent upon the person? Depends on the person. Okay. And some people can't eat nightshades. Yep. So eggplant, potato, or tomatoes. So mm -hmm. it yes, it depends on the person. But it's not, a, it's not something they have to remove unless they feel like they're reacting to it. Sure. So the base elimination diet would be vegetables, lean meats, yep, so you get protein in, um, fruits as well? Yes. Okay. Um, I do have, if I have somebody on a anti-inflammatory weight loss program, mm -hmm. they're eating um, fruits every day, but more like berries, strawberries, sure. blueberries, blackberries. With antioxidants and stuff? Not the tropical fruits because they're high glycemic. Yep. So that's not helping you lose weight mm -hmm. if you are eating, you know, high glycemic fruits all the time. That's raising your blood sugar, your Would insulin. That be like bananas, pineapples, yes, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yep. yep. Exactly. So I mean, a pretty decent diet, you know, if we look at it, right? Yep. Your veggies, your fruits, your um, proteins coming from lean meats, and then how about nuts and seeds? So, yes, I'm. Again, probably depend on the person if they have a nut allergy. You're probably not going to. It's and the program that I put people on on my the inflammatory uh, weight loss program, depending on which if their goal is to lose weight, mm -hmm. um, we take seeds out for a while because they're fat. Because they're higher in fat. Yeah. And um, just for a period of time, this particular program that I do um, involves uh, homeopathic drops that help them to eliminate the foods because it it will there are ingredients in these drops that help lower the anxiety that you might feel when okay. you're removing these these yeah. foods out of your diet but also um, has a um, appetite suppressant in there but um, some homeopathic ingredients that help stabilize and um, rebalance the hpa access mm -hmm. that's a that's a discussion for a whole nother podcast but um, basically your stress response Okay. So um, in that diet, it's um, encouraging your body to be burning stored fat. So if you're giving it fat, sure. and it's going to burn what you're 
giving yeah, it that giving day. It, yeah. We're encouraging it to burn stored fat. Now, this isn't a program that I want people on long term because mm. we need fat for our brain. But just in the meantime, just on this program, once we get them through that, you know, phase one and phase two of the program, I absolutely want them back on nuts yeah. and seeds and eating fat, avocados and um, healthy oils. Okay. How many clients freak out when they see what, what they can actually eat? I know most, a lot of them, yeah, and that and that's where the the drops come in because this makes it so much easier. But they feel yeah. so much better so quickly that mm -hmm. they're like, okay, I'm willing to do this. And I say, this is the season in your life. This isn't forever, but this yep. is gonna. Call, we just need to calm your immune system down, calm your gut, let it heal, mm -hmm. and then we'll pu you can put this all back in. Yep. You're never gonna heal if you keep insulting exactly. the injury. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, it's a great program when I wanna do an elimination diet for um, even just for healing the gut, even if they're not going for weight loss, if I'm using it for anti-inflammatory, if I'm using it for mm -hmm. that, they're allowed to have a little bit more fat okay. in the program. Because I'm looking for like the calorie deficit. Right, yep. yes, it depends on my goal. Sure. And then with the elimination diet for just the anti-inflammatory um, situation, how roughly how long is that? I mean, everyone probably is different based on you know what stage of inflammatory right. or inflammation they're in. Right. If it's just about inflammation, uh, this is a six-week program. Okay. If okay. it's about weight loss, people tend to stay on six, eight months. I had somebody that did it for a year, but she mm -hmm. lost 85 pounds. Right. So, and she loved this program because she said, this is the first time I did such a, I lost so much weight and my thyroid didn't start acting crazy. Mm. So it keeps all of that balanced while you're losing the weight. Yeah, okay. And then what's the process of adding foods back in? I like for people to do them one at a time, but um, about three days in a row add that you know potato back in or yep. whatever, whatever we're trying to eliminate whatever they're cutting um, out every day for three days mm -hmm. not just a bite but really the whole thing go for it eat it three full days yeah see how you feel see what your body does then we start another one and okay. kind of go from there cool um, do you find that most people you know once they get through that that six weeks or whatever time frame it is find it easier to maintain what you've taught them or do they kind of go back to the way things were? Well, the thing that they've learned that they are sensitive to or is driving their inflammation, they don't mm -hmm. want to go back to that. Sure. And while they're on this program, I'm also educating them on all of the reasons that the, what things cause weight gain in the first place and why they might have weight loss resistance. Because weight loss resistance isn't just about calories in, calories yep. out, right? It's about yep. inflammation in your body and it's about so many other things. If your body's actually processing the food you're eating, right? right? And so educating them all along so that then when they are off of it and they are back able to do whatever they want to, they don't want to go back because they know how mm -hmm. much better they feel. Yeah, I mean, feeling good is definitely a, you know, a reward in itself besides the weight loss. You right. know, obviously, and they probably go hand in hand too. Um, but that's my problem with some of these these diet plans that say, oh, lose twenty pounds in ten days, right? That person's not learning anything. 
right? They're probably... Well, that's dangerous. Dangerous, yeah, for sure. Um, they're not learning anything, right? They're not changing any habits. They're not addressing any inflammation issues right. they may have. They're not yeah. addressing any gut issues they may have. They're just using whatever plan this is as a means to an end, right? Yes. Then, you know, most people will, I assume, gain whatever weight they lost back. Plus. Plus, yes. right. Probably have wrecked their metabolism to a certain extent. Yep. And the cycle repeats. Yes. Right? So they got off it, and then they blame themselves. Like, oh, I just didn't keep up with what I was doing for that 20 days. I'm just going to get back on it or do it again. And it's just a cycle over and over and over and over. Yes. You know, and that's definitely not the way I coach. And obviously, it's not the way you coach. Yeah. Um, you have to kind of address, you know, what is their issues driving their weight gain, yes. right? Or driving their resilience to lose weight. You yeah. know, you can address those issues. Maybe it is just all stress, right? Maybe it is like your sleep sucks. Or yes. maybe it is, you know, I've just had a few people um, track their protein intakes, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, typically you want to get 0.8 grams per body weight for most individuals. Obviously, there's some differences. So that puts like maybe, you know, 170-pound male at 130, 135 grams or so. Um, these people have had track are like 60 grams yes. per day. <laughs> yeah, what fills too. the rest of that? Carbohydrate, yep. right? <laughs> Processed carbohydrates. Yep. You know, I don't know the exact science behind this, but they, I saw a study that talked about, oh, let's see if I can think of it now. The increase in heart disease in people who ate meat. But it didn't say anything about what else they were eating, right? Processed carbohydrates, simple sugars, yes. you know, in addition to maybe it was high fat, high saturated fat meats. That's a recipe for disaster, right? Leading to heart disease. Now, if you backed off of it and just did like your elimination diet, right? Let's get some good veggies in, fruits, lean meats, yes. gone. Even though you're still probably eating meat. Well, and that balanced no. diet. Now, what we learned as balanced when we were in school when we were young, remember oh, yeah. the food pyramid? How yeah. it was like carbohydrates is the biggest. The base was carbohydrates. Yes, and yeah. the tiny, tiny top is fat. It's so yeah. backwards. Yeah. And so really, if you're eating balanced and you're having um, fiber, fat, protein, and even if you had sugar, fructose from fruit, if you're eating all of that together, you're not getting those high... Uh, insulin spikes, mm -hmm. high blood sugar and insulin spikes, which tells your body to store. That's your body's storage hormone. Yeah. So insulin. Just, it, yes. Yeah. It says store. And so um, if you're eating a balanced diet every time you eat, eat a balanced meal every time you eat, you don't have those spikes. So mm -hmm. you don't have that <clears throat> dynamic happening in your body. Your body handles it really well. It goes up a little bit and it comes back down. Yeah. And when we're eating, you know, super processed, whatever comes from a box and mm -hmm. uh, carbohydrates. And uh, along with that is toxins. So the body stores toxins. A lot of body fat is also actually toxins that are stored. Yep. Your liver can't process them. So it says, I can't do anything with you. I got to put you on these in these little storage facilities and put you all over the body so it yeah. doesn't shut down my process. So it's stored fat. It's also toxins. 
And those toxins are probably causing inflammation. Definitely. More likely. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, yes. My, my usual, my typical first rule or task for a client coming in is switch to whole foods yes. as much as possible. I understand yep. it's a big undertaking, especially yep. if you have a family, um, but trying to do the best you can. It just right? takes preparing ahead. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, nothing from a box. Try yes. and shop in the outside of the aisles. Yep. You I know. agree. Yep. So, I say the same thing. Yeah. And then second thing is typically let's get your protein up. You know, let's stop eating only 60 grams per day. That is always what I see. People aren't either eating meat at all. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do you mean you don't eat meat? Uh, or they're eating very small amount. And I say uh, protein with every single meal because then it's yep. balanced. Yep. And then you get enough protein for the day. Then it's easier to get in too. Yes. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, so if you're not eating meat, you're probably eating soy, right? Yes. So you just talked about soy being an inflammation or inflammatory causing food. Yes. Soy is in a lot of things yep. along with wheat. How do you get around not consuming soy? Uh, personally, well, and I think for everyone. Because that was a marker for you too, wasn't yes. it? Yes, okay. I, I do avoid soy. Well, if I'm making my own food, there's no soy mm -hmm. in it unless I'm you know, purposely putting it in there. Sure. Um, so soy is, if you're using uh, fermented soy as part of a vegetarian diet, if somebody's vegetarian, the temp, you know, that's yep. okay for your body. Yep. But that's not what people are going for. That's not what they're buying. Mm -hmm. And so um, most packaged foods are going to have uh, soybean oil. I, it must just be the cheapest oil, but yeah. it's so, it's very inflammatory to the body. So I just, you avoid it by cooking your own food. Yep. And I, I know that going to a restaurant is part of, um, it's easy in a yep. lifestyle that's busy. You know, when we've got kids in sports and we're doing this and we're, we're busy, we need to pick up something, but I, there are better options. You know, there are restaurants uh, to avoid and there are restaurants that will have better options for you. Mm -hmm. And I just, if it's fried, if I don't know what they've marinated it in, I don't eat it, I don't yep. order it. Or, yeah. if, or ask them, do you know what this is marinated in or what is this fried in? They always they'll have usually to ask. Try, I mean, yeah, they'll find out. But they'll usually yes. tell you, you know. Yep. But yes. You can ask, ask questions them. like that. Yeah. Yep. And, you and you know, for sit-down restaurants, you know, you can obviously order healthier meals, yep. right? So it just takes a little bit of, you know, knowing what not to order. Yes. And then maybe asking, like, oh, can I get – you know, steamed broccoli on the side instead of like, you know, a loaded potato with yes. bacon crumbles or something, you know, but some people just don't want to cause any problems. Well, and for Not me, problems, but just be, you know. When it's an allergy, it's easy. Sure. You yeah. Know? Well, you know, you're going to feel like crap if you eat this. It's probably easier. Yeah. But going back to um, making things easy, a lot of meal delivery services now, I yes. think, are really good. And there's yep. so many of them now. Um, we used to use Meal Pro, which was an awesome one. Everything was fresh, um, tasted great. And the nice thing with that one was the container you got was about two and a half servings. Mm -hmm. So right. if you ordered, you know, 20 containers or 20 meals, that's really about 40, you yeah. know, so which was nice and super easy to use in a pinch, right? Um, 
And there's that place, uh, Power Plate Meals. Power Plate Meals in Lakeville. That's easy. So just yep. everyone take it out of the plastic when you heat it up in the microwave, yep. please. <laughs> um, we don't want plastic in our livers. Right. Um, that's stored as toxins. But yes, it makes it so much easier. And another resource that I love right now is called Real Plans. Okay. Um, uh, it's not food delivery. It's just really recipes. Mm. But I can... Uh, put in input in there what all food allergies that I have or what oh, foods I want to nice. leave out yeah, okay. and it shows me a ton of recipes that I can put together without all of those ingredients mm -hmm. so you get tired of the same foods all the time yep. and is that a, a website yes that will give you recipes filtering out the stuff that you put in there yep okay I love it it's so helpful because right, I so get bored awesome. well yeah I mean and it's it's fun to cook, you know, good meals that are healthy and your yeah. family enjoys. Yes. Unless you have three-year-old kids who don't eat anything. Right. <laughs> right. Besides, like chicken nuggets. Let's let's not yep. start on chicken nuggets. Right. Um, but you try you try to find what works, what they like, and talk about kids now. Um, involve them in the shopping process. Mm -hmm. Involve them in the cooking. And then you take more authority, not authority, but uh, pride in yeah. the meals they cooked and yes. hopefully we'll eat them. You know, for those of you struggling with what to feed your kids and stuff. Well, and studies show that if you introduce a food to children, um, it takes about maybe, I think it's 10 or 15 times for them mm -hmm. to have a taste for it. So keep yeah. trying. You don't like the broccoli today? Well, let's try it again tomorrow or try it again next week. And just yep. keep introducing it and eventually they have a taste for it yeah it's just like any habit you're trying to create right just yep. you keep practicing it and eventually it becomes part of your life yeah you know so um let's see so anything you want to kind of toss up that we haven't covered yet that you think people should know oh how about this what are the top three things food wise that people should try to avoid Inflammatory oils, obviously, I said that already. Yep, um, talked about that. Good. And there are, you know, processed, I, I should say it this way, not processed, minimally processed mm -hmm. foods that you can buy um, that make your life a little bit easier. Just read the label. Sure. Watch for those oils. If there's words you can't pronounce, if it's more than five ingredients, don't buy it. Yep. Don't use yep. it. And um, MSG is um, has other names for it it gets hidden and you know these food starch things like this people don't realize are inflammatory to their body mm -hmm. and so um, read your labels um, and avoiding um, and I dairy sugar. is hard uh, yes Simple absolutely sugar, sugar. Uh, always sugar yep. yes it's the top of the list and, probably um, there are sugar substitutes that you can use if What's um, a good sugar sugar substitute? You know what I love is a monk fruit. Monk fruit? Okay. Yes, because now if I were going to make cookies with it and I needed a whole cup of it, you can kind of taste the difference. Mm -hmm. But for putting in your coffee or tea, it's okay. great. It's granules, just like sugar. Yeah. Um, stevia also, um, I'm not as big of a fan of stevia, but stevia comes in flavors. So if somebody wants something that's chocolatey tasting or... Sure. You know, peppermint tasting, they can get that in stevia. Yep. But yes, sugar, I, that is a huge one for everybody to avoid. It is inflammatory. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's many studies out there that show, like, you know, a higher sugar. I mean, not to mention, like, diabetes, right? 
Yep. So, sure. you know, studies show that higher sugar diets can lead to multitude of conditions. You know, heart disease, diabetes. Um, well, it causes sugar. Our body burns sugar first because it's so damaging to just have in the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So your body knows. Our bodies are so smart. They are made to heal and they are made to do things that um, make so much sense. So if there's too much sugar in the body, our, our cells need sugar yep. to a point. But when there's so much sugar, um, it causes damage to the arteries in your in your whole body. Yeah. So then the way that your body heals that is to call for more cholesterol. So now your cholesterol goes up because your body wants to heal the lining mm -hmm. of the arteries that you've damaged with sugar. So now you get, you know, the uh, narrowing of your arteries because now you've got too much buildup of cholesterol. Yep. So it just sets off up, this cascade you... of other disease dynamics, too much sugar. Yeah. Yes, and type 2 diabetes. Yeah. Yeah, so sugar, oils, and then the ingredients you can't read. Yes, and, um, you so know. eat whole foods. Gluten is, solve. I think, limiting gluten for everyone is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Regardless of. Whether you have a sensitivity, sensitivity or, not. or not. Yes, yes, but it is hard um, because there is something about gluten um, that people don't realize is there is, um, it is. There's a protein in gluten that will sit on the opioid receptors in your brain. Mm -hmm. So people get actually a biochemical addiction yep. to gluten. So it's hard to get off of it because it and just sugar makes as you well, feel too. better. Is that yes. a similar response? And casein, yeah. and casein yeah. in dairy also has that same effect on the brain. Okay. So people have a hard time getting off of those things because they don't realize what's happening. Their brain actually is craving it. Yeah. So, so compound that with... The, the taste for it, or the, the enjoyment of eating it, yes. the habit of eating it yes. at the same time or the same foods or something, that's a lot to, uh, lot to unpack. Well, I think it's helpful to view food as information. Mm -hmm. you know, don't view it only this is just for enjoyment. Yes, you need to like what you're eating, but there's things that I eat that I don't like, but I eat them because I need them, right. because my body needs them. You know. Um, so view food as information. So everything that you eat is either harming or helping. Sure. Mm -hmm. Everything. So think about that when you're eating. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you know, think about your goals. Too. Is this going to, you know, help me lose weight, help me gain muscle, or that kind of stuff right. as, yep. you know, as far as the goals go. So, um, well, cool. I'm sure we could probably talk a lot more about certain things. Um, or pushing an hour here, so we'll go ahead and wrap up. So thanks for coming out. I appreciate the talk. Um, Thank you. I learned some new stuff too. Okay. Um, so where can people find you? So my website is carrylockroomwellness.com. Uh -huh. um, same simple. for Instagram and Facebook. Okay. I'm not super great about posting on my Instagram and Facebook because I, I have so much information that mm -hmm. I could pull from, and I can't always get my, you know, yeah brain to narrow it down <laughs> so i i'm trying to be better about that but i do post blogs a lot on my website okay. that there's a lot of information on there nice cool awesome well, yeah if you guys need have any questions you can reach out to carrie and she can put in the right direction right direction or help you so yes. again thanks for coming out yes thank All you right. kyle take care